right, and welcome to Fast Break Breakfast NBA Podcast. My name is Keith, here once again with my buddies Chuck through the miracle of computer phone and in the flesh in the Miami Heat, Josh Richardson, White Knight, Vice City. You getting I'm there? Still never sure. John Burr, the Blocane jerseys. Blocane <laughs> <Blow> Cowboys. <laughs> so we're recording on Wednesday. This episode doesn't come out until Thursday. Something won't happen. Things are head up. Something won't happen. Things are head up. Uh, maybe you're Josh Richardson. Maybe you're going to be sent to Minnesota. I Chuck, might be. I might be burning this jersey for immediately expiring take. How are you feeling right now? We might, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll have to update once uh, we see what pound of flesh. Going to go ahead and secure our apology for next week from the heat. I mean, Richardson is basically like what I want Jimmy Butler to be eventually, or uh, Jimmy Butler is what I want Richardson to be eventually. I, I would have accepted the first one. Yeah. Okay, that as well. If I can get rid of Whiteside. Are you ready? Oh, that's not happening. I mean, who knows? I mean, they, I'm, I'm so gut, who cares about Jimmy Butler right now? Because I don't know what I'm going to get. He's 30 years old. He could be trash in two years. He's ooh. got all those Thibodeau miles on him. Hmm. This but is not what I thought I would get from Jeff. I'm going to be excited. The Dang and Noah year 30 seasons you oh. were the drop off. That's where, they, that's where they fell off. The, I feel like the year 30 cliff. season for myself and everyone I know is the drop off. Yeah, well, I definitely peaked at twenty nine. Yeah, twenty seven, right here. I kind of think Josh Richardson. If you were to take, let's be honest, twenty three years old, I peaked at twenty three. Yeah. If you were to take one NBA player to guess who might have the crazy explosive leaps like a Jimmy Butler did, because Jimmy Butler was just like a guy for a few years, and then he took a huge leap, and then he, he took another leap, and obviously it's impossible to pick who could possibly make such a wild leap. But Josh Richardson fits the bill like he was a second-round draft pick, all about that hard work, all about assist with basketball. And their first three years, you match them up very, very similar statistically. Yeah. I threw that out on Twitter. People are eating it up. They like it. They like it. But, I mean, again. If I'm going to get a player like Jimmy Butler, I'll wait a year and get Chris Middleton. Oh, that's right. He's going to be a free agent. Except I don't think I don't Miami think I should have to watch you two fillet each other like this. Free <laughs> uh, see, the thing is that the Heat can't sign a big free agent next year. This is a hostile work environment right now. You two, it's, it's true. I don't have to endure this. But I, I mean, I think I think the Heat should definitely trade for Jimmy Butler because they have no other way to get like a superstar. But I, I, I am, I am not guilty. Yes, up. yes, he is a he's, superstar. He's currently a superstar. Yes, no currently. question. He dragged uh, those bums to the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, is Carl Anthony Towns a bum? Yes, he's twenty-two. He's and not a can bum. Play really good basketball. We'll see how many games end. they win uh, with Jimmy Butler gone this year. Are they a playoff team with Jimmy I Butler? W- gone? I was. Oh, probably not. I was given <laughs> some grief for calling Jimmy Butler just in an aside in a non-research, just like he's a top ten player. I was given grief That's for that. That's insane that you were. Given uh, grief. He was. No, he was number ten on SI's top one hundred. That's just saying. Yeah, I mean, he is at least a top 10 He's player. like a top 15. He's, he's yeah. around there. But what's value going forward? If we can kind of count on Valid. a significant uh, decrease in productivity due to the miles on his legs, what, where is he going to be in two years? And that's really where you want to talk question. when you're looking at a Josh Richardson who you might You really think him. a guy who's willing to go play basketball against my brother-in-law at the drop of any hat, <laughs> shirts and skin style? 
is going <laughs> to slow down anytime soon. Yeah, there was a photo of Jimmy Butler just playing ball against some r- regular dudes. Yeah. Uh, regular kind of chubby dudes without shirts on. It looks <laughs> like the dudes that I, like, forced to play pickup ball no, with it me lo- after it, Magic the it, Gathering It looks like pickup <laughs> games that John and I have played in. Yeah. Right? Uh, I'm, although I'm getting, honestly, I'm getting a bit of a headache with all this basketball talk before my breakfast. Good point. I haven't had any breakfast. <gasps> oh, Chuck. Well, I mean, we haven't talked about it. Well, I mean, what is your breakfast, Chuck? Did you have bro? You're saying I, no no breakfast. I'm in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. You know what happens when I'm in Murfreesboro. Can't leave. Broasters. Mm. Broasters gave you food poisoning last time. So there's a questionable Broasters. Broasters-esque. They serve Broasters stuff. Actually, I, I'm, I'm ex- Broasters. Chuck, I'm realizing I, I didn't do my Broasters. All right, <laughs> go ahead. You also Sorry. didn't do your hay now, I don't think. He did. Hey he now. did on the actual phone call. Oh, the actual phone yeah. call. The, the I did pr- it right when you called me. Hit you with a hey now. All right. So we but got, I went to Broasters. Broasters. Okay. Broasters. Two chicken uh, biscuits. This is a reputable Broasters. It's the one I used to go to season one all the time. What makes a Broasters reputable? Is it still having Kenny Rogers' face on the? I spot? think it's. I think it's <laughs> when all the food inside the Broasters actually contains the Broasters logo. Yeah, and I they feel like he's talking about some off-brand Broasters. They use gloves more at the oh. Broasters. <laughs> Branding. Beard nets? Yeah. Why do gloves make me feel so much better about a place like that? Why? Um, at least the, it's the, you know, you're, you're feigning that uh, cleanliness that you seek at a restaurant. You don't want to think about people, you know, wiping their boogers or their butts and then touching your food. The barrier between the hand and the food is a very safe thing. It makes like you how- feel safe. I like how Chuck just explained the concept of sanitation gloves. Thank you. Not really answering. Like I think I took John's question as being like, when I go into a gross place, why right. do I assume their gloves are not also gross? Right, because well, the gloves could be gross. <laughs> right now, my life is like this pet hell, and <laughs> the pet hell involves putting on gloves every time I touch any part of the hellish parts of my pets. Oh, that's sad. And. I'm very diligent about using these gloves correctly. My girlfriend, however, will just leave the lubricated, sullied glove for future use. Well, the inside oh, of the glove's man. not dirty. Yeah, but that thing can't <laughs> sit out like that, man. And I like have to go behind her and like trash it constantly and try to explain microbiology and germs you, to her. You know what mm-hmm. this nice broasters Chuck went to? They have little little hooks where you hang your latex gloves. Chuck, what do you sure. think is cleaner, the broasters you ate this morning or my dog's butthole that I had to touch with the gloves? I'm uh, very close here, but I'm going to go with the broasters. Okay. okay. I mean, it's not, it's not by much. So what did you have? Two no. chicken sandwiches? I had two chicken biscuits. Two chicken biscuits. Mm. They do. Uh, the, it's the biscuit is kind of weird. It's it, it isn't like you know uh, dry. It's almost it's almost like a wet kind of biscuit situation because they pre wrap the sandwiches. They make them all at once, wrap them, they put them in a heater. Do I think that that's the best way to eat a biscuit? You damn right it is. Because if you're getting them made to order, that's some bougie stuff that I don't think anybody should have to deal with. That's mm. that's the higher end biscuit world. That I just don't appreciate. Give me a gas station biscuit. But it was great. That's good. John, what did you have for breakfast? Well, I got up super early for God knows what reason after staying up super late. And then, like, because I was feeling kind of, you know when you don't get any sleep and you feel really insane? Like, kind of wild-eyed? Sure. 
So I thought I would try to like counteract the insanity with like some really healthy food. So I had uh, have you ever? It's called steel mill oats. Oh, steel cut steel oats. Cut steel cut oats. cut oats. Yeah. So those are extremely very real gross. <laughs> like yeah, if you don't do anything there. to them, it's just like t- torture to eat. There's, I had about oh, three yeah. bites. And There's been more it. than one fast break breakfast guest. Yeah. Who said, "Oh, I had some steel cut oats." Okay, that person. Is a sadomasochist. No, I, I took it as such. Yeah, because I was t- definitely like trying to tor- like pound myself into shape, and that was like the the black the the blacksmith's forge. I thought no. I actually uh, back in my day played several shows with a with a band that was called Danger and the Steel Cut Oats. Wow, that is a so there you go. Bottom I was not band. I was not in time. that band. My band would play. We we right. often would share the bill together. There, there was some crossover on band members. Wow, so, yeah. <laughs> you shared a mandolinist. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, but steel cut oats, man. If you've got a little uh, blockage, yeah, you know what I mean, okay, work you through. I, I always keep a little. It, they have Quaker brand with like cinnamon and sugar. But, you don't uh, have to eat it like a like a you know Puritan. Don't even come at my colon right now, bro. Ever since I cut out the pizza, I am the most right as rain regular dude who ever lived. I like yeah, how Chuck just said me. Quaker and Puritan in the same sentence. That's right. That's keys territory. On, on, damn it. things. That's right. Uh, my <laughs> breakfast. Said, Don't come at my colon. Ooh. <laughs> my my breakfast was a crispy from the cream. Back. Oh, I saw that box, you Chris, jerk. Krispy Kreme, uh, <gasps> chocolate-covered, uh, cream-filled. Are there donuts in that box? Can't tell you, John. Well, I'm, I'm going to find out when I leave. Those are for me. That's, <laughs> uh, that's, that's, that's breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I'm just going to smear it on my chest like a Warren Zevon song on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I had a, I had a very on-brand <laughs> donut breakfast. All right, so those were our breakfasts. After our breakfasts, we move to our breakfast in bed apologies. This is our chance to make right what we might have gotten wrong on any previous episode. Sometimes it's the first time we talk about basketball, but we had that weird deep dive right at the opening. Sorry, guys. It was staggering. And again, a completely probably expired use shelf life opening. Jimmy Butler's getting traded. I gotta, I'm going to have to call you guys in the morning just, just to update this. Anyway, <laughs> breakfast in bed apologies. Does anyone have anything they need to apologize for? Um, my Chronicles of Neverending Stupidity took a severely humorous turn yesterday when a uh, postal worker showed up at my house with two packages designated for Fast Break Breakfast listeners that I had written my own address on wow. <laughs> instead of your own. So... Uh, Two packages are a little late, but uh, they were sent out this morning. So, Viroff, uh, your package is coming back to you, and uh, th- we'll, we'll get them going. But I'm going to go ahead and go ahead and send out our Fast Break Breakfast off-season doggy bag special today. Oh, nice. Are you guys ready? Oh, we're gonna, and then we're going to pick our next one. Because, again, go in the off-season, every week for one of our Patreon supporters, we're randomly selecting a winner who gets a prize bag, the Uncle John's doggy bag, with various NBA collectibles and or whatnots. Chuck, you want to go ahead and give me a uh, uh, like a video game show, a game show-esque uh, randomizing sound? Sure. Boop, 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 boop. I'm worried he's singing a copyrighted song. I like it. No whammies, no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Oh, let's see here. Brian Mornine Way. Oh, the Morin Way. Brian Mornine Way. One of the better names in our uh, Slack chat. 
Brian, I'm sending you a message right now via Patreon, which, guys, stay tuned to. We're doing a lot of fun stuff with for the upcoming season. Brian, you're the winner. Expect a weird assortment of goodies. So did you pay for postage to mail it to your own home? Um, I have a pretty good relationship with the my mailman. Oh. <laughs> He's pretty used to my stupidity. He just so he looks just, at him and is like, these are not. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. he... Uh, I, like I sent it a while ago, and he was like, he just knocked on my door, and he's like, "Hey man, this is sitting at the post office for you. We've been emailing you and stuff." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Cause I, oh. I've often wondered about the can you make out the return label to where you want it to go? I put and then, my address and then, twice, and then drop dude. in like incorrect postage or no postage. Like if you put a if you put a letter in a public mailbox, and you want it to go to the return address and just put no postage on it." Where does that go? Do they, do they light those on fire? Do they throw them away? Or do they actually <laughs> deliver them? Nashville them USPS is like savages. Like I've I've had no less than three packages in the last year just get completely like devastated, and then them call and be like, "Hey, come get this broken thing." <laughs> it's just like, oh, uh, my apology. I've been hanging on to this apology for a while. I keep I kept meaning to say something about it. So. Had Jerry Stackhouse on the show and Quentin Richardson on the show in consecutive episodes, and there was a, there was an interesting through line that I just kept wanting to mention. Did you guys know that both of those guys were Grizzlies in their playing days for a combined total of like twenty hours? No. So <laughs> I knew Quentin Richardson. I remembered his trade because, like, they traded for him to then use his salary to uh, get Zach Randolph's salary. I remember this. So, like, Quentin Richardson and Zach Randolph were sort of traded for each other, but it's because right. the Grizzlies had a bunch of salary cap room. Uh, I had forgotten that Jerry Stackhouse. I, I questioned this. What? When? So, Jerry Stackhouse was traded to the Grizzlies in July of 2009. I mean, do what? I- I don't know if you guys want to. It was a four-way. It was that. a four-way trade. Oh, I, did I mean, he retire? This is unexpected. Real quick, what's that sound? Uh oh. Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage. All right, game of scones inside the breakfast in bed. Apology inception. There's a four-way trade between between the Dallas Mavericks, the Memphis Grizzlies, the Toronto Raptors, and the Orlando Magic. Jerry Stackhouse was involved. Oh my. Sent from Dallas to Grizzlies, along with a cash payment to buy him out. Oh, my. Can you name any other players included in this deal? Just go quick, because this is really hard. Give me the team again. Dallas Mavericks, Memphis Grizzlies, Toronto Raptors, Orlando Magic, July 2009. Michael Finley? That's a great guess. No. Chuck? Uh, Turkaloo? That's correct. Oh, oh, slam jam. That's amazing. Uh, uh, John, you want to try again? We In the game right there, I'm, I'm amazed. Uh, I t- will concede the battle. Okay, the, the <laughs> battle is over. Chuck, do you, do you remember this trade? I don't. Yeah, no, that's amazing. I don't. Uh, uh, all I knew was that Turkaloo played for the Raptors. traded that, <laughs> like, at the end of, uh, like, the end of the 2009 season after Orlando went to the finals. So right. Turkaloo was traded to the Magic. Okay. Uh, the Raptors got Dallas's Devin George and Antoine Wright. Uh, the Grizzlies received Jerry Stackhouse and the incredibly named Quincy Doobie, if you remember. Whoa. Uh, and then stupid. the Mavericks received 
Sean Marion from the Raptors, mm. Chris Humphreys, and from the Grizzlies, Greg Buckner. So Greg Buckner and Jerry Stackhouse were traded for each other. They are both currently yeah. assistant coaches on the Memphis Grizzlies. So I've been meaning to bring that up. That both Quentin Richardson and Jerry Stackhouse were briefly Memphis Grizzlies. Each I don't know how you officially count that when you get traded to a team. Like it doesn't go on his basketball reference page. It should was, be called something. But he was traded to that team. It'd be called the Mellow. Could be the Mellow. Could be a lot of things. Like Tony Allen was a bull last year. He never played. It really yeah. should be called the Ridden Hour. Oh, the Ridden Hour, <laughs> the champion of that. Yeah, there's uh, got to be a guy that's that's happened to over and over again. Luke right. Ridden Hour. Yeah, Ridden had that one summer. Dakari Johnson had it this summer. Yeah, where he was on a few teams. He, he, I think he took a photo in a Grizzlies outfit. Feel bad for you, guy. Anyway, Chuck, do you have a uh, a breakfast in bed apology? Yes, I'd like to apologize for uh, not being able to watch any of the uh, media day stuff. That seems like a a new like hip NBA Twitter day. Yeah, Everybody I didn't know was, this. Like, commenting on stuff. How did what you watch it? What was it on? What I happened gotta... to his laugh? I heard something about his laugh. Have what you not heard sound? the laugh? No. The laugh is really funny. Should I listen to the laugh? You should listen let's to play, it. Keith, can you do an approximation right of the laugh? <laughs> is that Billy from Predator? <laughs> that, was, that was my laugh. So it was kind of sad. The laugh was amazing. And then mm-hmm. lots of jokes were spawned from the laugh. It was great. But then it's like also the reason this guy's super quiet. And the minute he sh- like shows some personality, everyone's like, that's the dumbest laugh I ever heard. Sounds like uh, <laughs> NBA Twitterati eating its own tail as usual. Yeah. I, mean, I, I got to say, Chuck, I don't think you missed anything outside of you need to hear the laugh. But okay. outside of that, nothing really happened. I feel like media day has become such a packaged thing where it's just like, eh, we're all sitting around and sitting around waiting for something to happen, but like there was no news. There was no anything. Everyone's just saying, uh, you know, saying some random dumb things, but that's, uh, that's about it. I mean, there was no, like there was literally no breaking news. How oh. did you, wait, how did you watch it? Was it on Twitch? There's a lot of live streams available. I saw Every team Grizzlies. has their own. Yeah. I saw, I was on Instagram while taking a poop at work. Nice. And I saw the Grizzlies. They were just playing connect four with like d-league players now on Chuck, instagram live you're working construction so when you say taking a poop at work do you mean taking a poop in a bucket outside of a house that you may not enter no there's a house that i can okay. poop in they don't care it's sometimes they cool. care so i was just checking i was making sure yeah, yeah. you didn't this poop in a bucket like friend of friend helping somebody who wants it done for cheap yeah it's not real construction there's no like you know immigrants bon- there's no bonding right there's no there's no w-2s Right. <laughs> There's no uh, straight cash. Ten nineties, ten ninety nines. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah. No, no, no. I, I are gotcha. you the are you the quote unquote extra set of hands? I'm. Yeah. I'm. I'm. Go pick up that big thing and bring it over here. Been there. That's it's me. one of those things where you you do the job and you're like, oh, this is gonna be like brisk labor. I'm gonna I'm gonna really enjoy this. And then like 17 hours later, you're like, I can't feel my toes. Yeah. Uh, salon pause is my best friend. Oh, nice. You gotta get some of that biofreeze. Some, Ooh, biofreeze. Some, some, some of Dame Lillard's biofreeze. I worked uh, I worked like heavy labor once, Whoa. which is hilarious because yeah. I'm very <laughs> I, I'm very skinny and frail. It was like we were we were at uh, Opry the Opryland Hotel. Ooh. And I was like unloading I was working with like Teamsters. You're uh, in my world. I was unloading uh semis, like trailers, and like setting up stuff, which is like a bunch of dudes. It was get there at four AM. <laughs> and, uh, God, and, and it was it was one of those times. Are you in jail? No, no, because like because like uh, you know 
people who know me, my life has been, I work freelance, whatever, and then I would go travel, I would spend the money, and then I'd be right. like, I kind of need some more money that beyond maybe what my piano playing is bringing in. White so, people so, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 so every, every now and then, I would like take like a real job. I mean, I worked some hilarious, like, Normally a week, like I would work for a week and be like, <laughs> I made four hundred bucks, cool. I, I could <laughs> like like that'll that'll connect the gaps between money. Uh, but one uh, one of my friends was like, his landlord was hiring people to, to do like just work, right? And that so I was unloading trucks. Uh, and like, oh. like Opera Hotel at 4 a.m. I did it like 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 eight. It was like, it was like sixteen hours one day. It was overtime. It made so much money. It blew my mind. You know, like also, like so, I went in the next day and picked up the check from the guy. He's like, "You want you want to do this again?" I'm like, "No," and he's like, "He goes, not your genre of work." Yeah. I was like, "Yes, sir." Yeah. I was like, "You nailed it." I was like, "I don't think there's like making 250 bucks was amazing, but yeah. I was like, I don't getting up at 3 a.m. I don't. There's not anything. I'm pretty sure that that's what's happening to Chuck right now. Yeah, I think that's what Chuck's yeah. living. This this after minute. the end of this week, I'm probably going to take a month off and go to Europe or whatever. <laughs> I sent Chuck a text. I just like. Dude, that manual labor that manual labor kill you? Yeah, because usually Chuck and I are sending each other like stone cold Steve Austin gifts or something during the day, and Chuck was just curiously silent. I was like, I'm worried about this. That's good. Um, All right, it's it's good for you though. It's good to sweat. I just don't want to do it for the rest of my life. No, no cash. It's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, good cash. Good again. Two days. Give me two days. Yeah, by tomorrow I'm gonna yeah. uh, want to burn just, this out. Just as long as I have the story and a little money in my pocket, I'm I'm good. All right. Well, so those those are our breakfast in bed apologies. Before we get to our steak and eggs best thing, just we have a, a few thank yous to say from our Patreon producers. We perhaps been remiss not giving you the on air shout out you deserve. These are the guys who are giving what eight dollars a month, I Indeed. believe. John, who are our most honored? Patreon shout supporters. out the Flying Solkowski brothers. Yes. Zach and Kevin, Sam Slack, Father Wilkinson, Joey Oder, Tony Solacito, Chris Howell, Ryan the Trustafarian Darlin, Viraf Nariman, Daman Rangula, Joshua Herbertson, the aforementioned and soon to be rewarded Brian Mornemoy, and last but certainly least, Ian Candy Carmel. That's pretty good. Thanks, I guys. I just checked uh, Ian's Netflix. He has a little Netflix thing. It was incredible. Really oh, yeah. funny the, stuff. Com- the comedy lineup. Yeah. Help out, help out your fellow Patreon man, Ian Carmel. Go watch the comedy lineup. It's, it's like a 15-minute 15, 15 set. It is, uh, it is very, very funny. Uh, if you want to join our Patreon, if you want to become one of these producers, you got to go to patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. Currently, we are signing up for fantasy basketball leagues. I will be sending out a uh, a Google form to fill out to get your input on that. Probably either before you hear this or uh, sometime on Thursday to make sure you get signed up in the right league you want in a draft that you can make it. So if you want to play fantasy basketball, you can sign up at that $4 tier. If you want the bonus episodes of Ground Chuck, we got volumes one, two, and and maybe three on the way uh, of John and Chuck doing their own standalone episodes. You get that at the $5 tier. It's racy stuff, guys. Racy. We now have an RSS feed. Not racist, racy. Set up so you can listen to that on your podcast app of choice okay it's racist too no <laughs> oh never <laughs> oh no i'm so <laughs> socially sensitive oh dear yeah never. we all we all have that very liberal guilt uh john not mm. as much no. uh but anyway so if you want to get all that and you want to support the show the best way is patreon.com slash fast break 
breakfast. Uh, buying tickets, listeners, it used to be overwhelming. Did I miss a, a deal on the secondary market? I got to check 20 different websites to make sure I got the right deal. Wait a second. Did I check where exactly the seats are? There is a, a, is it an obstructed view? Did I miss a great deal over here? SeatGeek has changed all of that. It's the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to any type of live event, an NBA Finals game, for instance. It saves you time, and it saves you money. It collates all of the secondary market into one place, so you don't have to type in 20 different sites. You just go to one. It has an easy, color-coded system to tell you if you're getting a good deal, an under-market deal, an expensive deal, where the seats are, what the seats typically cost. It's very easy to use. It's fully guaranteed. And right now... My listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. That can be a, a high percentage of like a baseball game or a concert ticket. All you have to do, download the SeatGeek app, enter promo code Fast Break Break. Today, that's promo code Fast Break Break for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Fast Break and another break. Fast Break Break. All right, steak and eggs. Best thing. What's the best thing you saw, John? Well, I mean, I hate to keep harping on it, but the Tibbs stuff is bringing me so much joy. It is a lot of joy. I, I man, the the memes of what Tibbs and Jimmy's relationship are so incredibly spot on at this point. <clears throat> I I really want like Tibbs with like holding the jukebox over his head like Lloyd. Didn't say anything. <laughs> In your eyes, the light, the heat, your eyes. <laughs> Come on, give it to me. Let's hear it. I, I mean, it's basically. I feel like the character of Tibbs has is so has outgrown the the man to the point where like I can never look at him for you know he was really kind of the guy behind the defense that brought the Celtics the the title they were you know clamoring for. But now all I can think of is this, like, weird constipated man in a hotel room in an Adidas tracksuit, you know, checking his phone over and over again, waiting for Jimmy to respond. I mean, in Tibbs' behalf, and again, this trade is going to happen before people hear this. Right. But uh, Tibbs did get this team back to the playoffs where they've been out of it for, they missed 13 consecutive seasons, despite all of my explicit criticisms and others criticisms about the roster building, the weird fit of Jamal Crawford, bringing in Derrick Rose. This team was the fourth best offense last year in the NBA. So like the defense was bad and that was weird. You felt like bringing in Tibbs, they'd, they'd have a good defense. So we're making fun of this because maybe Tibbs did ignore the hints that Jimmy Butler was leaving the overt <laughs> written notes. Coach, I'm not going to stay in Minnesota. You right. should address this. Uh, and it finally came to a head recently with, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm now asking. I mean, it's like the guy who, the, who gets left and everybody's like, oh, yeah, I saw that coming. And the, and the dude's <laughs> just waylaid like, can you believe she left me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She told you she was dating someone else. Yeah. Yeah. And in my head with this, it's like I go back and look at all those moves, like all of this bringing the, the you know, timber bulls over. It's like him trying to give gifts to Jimmy Butler to get him to stay. You know, yeah. he was like trying to fix the relationship by, by having a baby, his, by, ha- <laughs> by having a baby or getting a dog. Yeah. Or like I you know, flew going in your college roommate for the weekend. Yeah. Like, yeah. Luol Dang was a, was the third Boston Terrier that they bought 
to save the, the relationship. Maybe that's the worst fight we've ever had. Maybe we should get an apartment together. <laughs> and every single time you go, man, it was just never going to work from the beginning. And now that I have, you know, hindsight 2020, it seems desperate. Tibbs was trying his ass off to save this relationship and he couldn't pull it off. Well, think about what Jimmy Butler must have gone through mentally because he's like, all right, Garpax has made me insane. I'm, I'm out of here. Okay, I'm good. Oh, dear God, Tibbs is here. Oh, dear God, all the old bulls are coming back. Oh, dear God. Yeah. Well, then there's the awkwardness of Jimmy, of Carl Anthony Towns. Right. Finally signing his extension, as we, everyone anticipated, like the day after the final trade request is kind of put in or acknowledged. So, yeah, there's a lot of funny stuff going on there. Scott Layden shows up in the plot again. You're like, Scott Layden, why is this guy still employed? Uh, So, yeah, he's he's with the Bulls. Glenn Taylor somehow looking sympathetic as an owner when it's like, this guy's Mm. been a terrible, as far as competitive stuff, uh, owner for for the Timberwolves. But as far as like, go uh, ahead, Chuck organizational thing you have to pick the 22 year old over jimmy butler sure like there's no question about that so i mean the big picture it's you know it's smart for the organization but one hand doesn't know what the other's doing i would have picked the instagram model let her pick or the instagram hero uh andrew wiggins throwing lots of shade captain jack and others uh, captain jack was very nearly my best of the week Oh, and, oh my God. And to preview, listen to Ground Chuck this week. Oh, okay. I, who on planet Earth would ever fight Steven Jackson? All what? of the Detroit Pistons fans. He has a gun tattooed on his chest. <laughs> it says, I pray Why I never have to use it again. That? that is just silly. <laughs> Don't do Captain that. Jack. Not with uh, him. Yeah, that's no. crazy. All right, so you're from Canada, dude. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> my best thing is. Evan Fournier trolling LeBron James. Evan Fournier got some got some work done. Oh yeah. On ye old hairline. Hmm. Evan Fournier, who maybe had like an adverse reaction to some hair chemicals he was losing using last year. You, you subtweeted Nick Kalithis? Uh he well, yeah. He he didn't he didn't uh, we, we talked fail about a drug this test. hair thing last season, didn't we? Right, right. Well there there was a thing where like Evan Fournier had like a normal hairline with like curls and stuff and like his hair was kind of longish huh. and then like it was all falling out and it looked like he was becoming Frank Vogel it looked oh, like he was no. be- it was like Frank Vogel were joining and becoming the same human Vogel now, leprosy uh, Fournier shows up to media day with a short cropped kind of buzzed down with a perfect boozer-esque Ooh. just straight across the forehead line and Fournier TV 12 baby For- Fournier tweets uh, media day 2018 LeBron James, let me hook you up, and he cl- and he does a close up on his hairline. That's a, it's a hilarious a hilarious work. He got that Ron Popeil hair in a can set up. Man, he got something. He, he paid Ted for the, he style. paid for the good stuff. Uh, it looks right, so he's letting he, he's letting LeBron know. I got I, I I got the hookup if you need it. Does Ted Danson have the most impressive fake hair in the world? Yeah, he's uh, impressive. Everything the I amount didn't of know care it was fake until now. So yes. Oh, I mean, he's been like since Cheers bald. Really? So and his hair like is this gorgeous silver block. It's amazing. Right? So I th- I think I mean that's I mean LeBron's is very nice. I am incredibly enamored nice. with Ted Danson, hmm. and I haven't even I have like very few memories of Cheers. I watched it some as a kid, and I've never seen it since. That's interesting because uh, Cheers is the only good thing Ted Danson's ever done. 
<laughs> he did that one show with Zach Galifianakis on HBO that was funny. Well, bored to death. Was bored to yeah. death. I was bored to death. I, yeah, I didn't get into it. I know I uh, John hates the Good Place. I like the Good Place and and Curb your and Curb your enthusiasm. And how dare you uh, besmirch Becker like oh. that? I've never, I've never even seen Becker. You don't like Curb your enthusiasm? Uh, I can't watch Curb your enthusiasm, and I never got to where Ted Danson was on. I've always enjoyed it. But more than a few episodes of Kirby Enthusiasm is like extremely triggering for someone who's as horrible as me. So <laughs> I, like I don't how, watch very much of it. I like how John has alienated everyone that's right. by, uh, yeah, uh, well, just besmirching Ted Danson. That's, that's, that's good enough. I, he, the man I is kind of like belo- him on one season of uh, Damages Be- that he's on. Beloved National Treasure. Oh, I, I forgot like he was Danson. I, I, uh, I forgot he's on that. that, that he's season. just one of those guys you look at his career and you're like, suddenly you're like, Man, this is a bunch of crap. Three men and a little lady. What? This is a bunch of crap. Why is this guy uh, so beloved? Don't don't hold his movies against him. He's been on. A, <laughs> he's an actor. He's he's been on decades of iconic television. Yeah, Cheers. Hey, I said Cheers time. was great. Cheers don't is great. Time I'm, he put on blackface. Yeah, when he was Goldberg. dating Whoopi Goldberg. That's uh, uh, Keith's argument is crumbling. Keith is turning red in the studio. <laughs> I'm not turning red. This is this is John putting. He's down as red. Like, he's as red as Ted Danson was black that one time he wore blackface. <laughs> Just gonna gonna have a hard time finding people who don't like Kirby enthusiasm and the Good Place. Both both. I think you can find lots of people who have seen neither. Well, that's true. <laughs> that that is very true. All right, uh, Chuck, did you do a best thing? Uh, I'm pretty sure I didn't. Yeah. But uh, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, we okay. can we can do, keep Ted dancing, and I can keep talking Ted dancing. We, we have fifteen teams to get to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So opposite of steak and eggs, cream of wheat. The worst thing. What is your cream of wheat worst? So, so of I wheat? got this. It's yes, you Chuck. know the calves. Calves are just trying to like appreciate meme culture. It's a bunch of nonsense. They got this Bob Ross thing. I saw it on Twitter. Everybody's got a Bob Ross wig, J.R. Smith and Chetty Osman and all. And everybody wants to be Bob Ross because he's the king of the wholesome meme. Bob Bob Ross is his own genre post-death. Yeah, pretty little trees. Uh, pretty little trees and all that stuff. And how dare you besmirch the name of that great man and Air Force veteran. Ooh, fellow Air he Force was, veteran. Uh, much like me. Was in a platoon with Mr. Rogers? He was responsible for keeping his bathroom clean in uh, uh, camp, much like I and the team and the name that the uh, drill instructor latrine gave us queen? was Latrine Queen. Yeah. So he was a fellow Latrine Queen like me. And uh, how dare you, uh, Dan Gilbert, you nudnik. <laughs> it's more of those media days shenanigans that are just everyone has to do them. And it's just getting, I don't know, it's so tried. It's so, I got our next T-shirt. Ready? Yeah. This one will sell no copies. Ready? Oh, like our other ones. Pretty little tree Rollins. <laughs> Speaking like of that. t-shirts, I always forget. We're still doing the t-shirt design contest. If you want to uh, design the next Fast Break Breakfast or just a Fast Break Breakfast t-shirt, uh, email your designs to fastbreakbreak at gmail or slide into the DMs on Twitter. If we choose to make a t-shirt out of your design. We will give you $30, a fast break breakfast rally towel, and give you a copy of that t-shirt. You have one more week, one more week to submit your t-shirt designs. Again, if you want a fast break breakfast t-shirt, design it, and then we will give it to you and give you $30 and a towel. So, 
designers out there, now's the time. I got to say, this is a very winnable contest. I love everyone who submitted <laughs> designs so far. Some, some great, great submissions. Some very funny submissions. But I'm saying eminently winnable. Here at Fast Break Breakfast, we'd like to tell you that if you like Ted Danson, you're an idiot. And then if you've submitted <laughs> to our contest, you're a really bad artist. Next. <laughs> there you go. Uh, oh, my! I'll go my cream of wheat. My cream of wheat, worst of week. Mike Malone, who has had his troubles putting together lineups that make sense and playing guys out of position and putting matches Malone's a buffoon y- Jokic on the bench or at the at the power forward, he's talking about like guys, we can play small, we can play big. Why can't Trey Lyles play small forward? Because he's a big. Yeah. Do not put Trey Lyles out of the three, especially when Juancho Hernan Gomez is just rotting on the bench. Isaiah he's Thomas. over his bottom. Isaiah Thomas at the two. At the, yeah. So Mike Malone, I'm so scared. Although I did see a video of Mike Malone playing some pickup with his players. Was he doing it? It made me feel. Pretty warm towards him. It is it really as good repaired. as the Stan Van crossover spin? No, move? nothing. Nothing is as good as the Stan Van crossover. <laughs> I, I actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna tweet that today, and it'll get 100 retweets. It's like the greatest yeah. video that no one gets tired of seeing. But Mike we, Malone, uh, we, stop need playing, re- we need to recreate that with me doing it. <laughs> stop playing bigs. That's a good idea, Joe. It is a good. Idea. Stop playing bigs at the wing spots. Okay, I'm done. Oh, my worst of the week is uh, I think we need to rename uh, the cream of wheat worst of the week with the steel cut Mills oats worst of the week. It's just steel cut oats. It was the worst breakfast I have ever had. You're not supposed to eat them just plain. I did, Are you? I thought I was being healthy. I supposed to cook them. What am I supposed to do? I, I, you know, I put them in the, I made the goo. Oh. But I did, I thought you were like eating raw pasta. No. Like, Pasta's nasty. No, but I didn't. I didn't put butter or sugar on them because I was trying to be super. Like I said, I was mad at myself, wanted to punish myself. Yeah. yeah. And uh, but it was just nigh inedible. Like if if I didn't I, know it was food, I would have been like, oh, sludge. I got sludge in my mouth. Get you some. Uh, get you some stevia and some cinnamon. You put I, it in there. It's no calories. It sweetens up a little bit, and you're loving life. Stevia makes me think about Breaking Bad, and then I get Breaking all bad weirded and out. Yeah. What's your opinion on Breaking Bad? No, don't open your mouth, John. Okay. Um, let's move on. Overrated. <laughs> to our... He just can't help himself. Let's move like on to our Butter or Parquet Western Conference. The rest of the show will be dedicated to our little exercise when we look at these NBA teams. So every offseason, as I say, most teams feel like they've gotten better. They, they've brought guys in. They drafted guys. They think there's an internal improvements. They've all been playing pickup together since July. And so every team outside of the random tanking teams expects to have gotten better for the most part. So we're going to look at these rosters, and we're going to try to decide if they are better or butter. So are they butter or are they not butter, which is parquet? Are, they, are the improvements in imitation, if you will? Parquet. And there was some confusion last week, as there is every single year when we do this. <laughs> We're not talking about win totals. You can get you can get better and still maybe get worse because your your opponents, you know, got even stronger or something. Uh, and we're also like we're looking at the team pretty much as they finished the year. Like, yes, Nikola Morodich was on the Bulls for a while, but then they lost him. So from the end of the season last year. You, you can infer some health if you want. Like, but from the end of the season last year, then looking at the off-season additions they make, we're going to go through the Western Conference and ask, did they get butter or not butter? Par- this hook is a K. country crock of... There you oh, go. There it is. All right. So we will go... <laughs> alphabetically. Yes, alphabetical, John. 
Keith, give me the stats regarding one Dallas Mavericks. Okay, the Dallas Mavericks last year were 24 and 58. According to Cleaning the Glass, they were 22nd in point differential per 100 possessions, 24th in offense, 16th in defense. I will start and say this team got butter. Uh, they didn't really lose anyone of note, like Nerlens Noel and... Uh, Who they refused to play in any scenario. Right. Also, oh, what's that guard's name? Top of my head. Um, who went to the Kings after some funny business? Yogi. No, Yogi, Yogi Farrell. Yeah. Thank Yogi you. Farrell. Uh, yeah, so th- they bring yeah, in Luka Doncic. They bring in DeAndre Jordan. Uh, I assume Dennis Smith Jr. is going to get better, and I, I think this team is, is, is better. Should you assume Dennis Smith is going to get better? I don't think Dennis Smith Jr. is very good is my okay. official stance right now, but I think I think he's got to get he's better. He's really fast, and he can dunk on people. That works he's for, fun to that watch, works for me. Yeah. And he can penetrate, and if Luka can shoot a little bit, um, that gives him a fun little lineup to play with Dirk. Lucas Bod looking stout. Dirk says his one his one accomplishment he uh he wants to complete before he retires is compete in a dunk contest test. Works for me. That'd be fun to watch. That'd be hilarious. I mean, this is one of the easier ones just because they couldn't possibly be worse. They were bad. They played so but bad. It'd be fun to see Luca. They had a weirdly okay point different. I mean, like being 22nd in differential doesn't really match up with their 24 wins. But yeah, I think they're, we're all agreed. We, we expect them to be, to be better this year. Will they I, run or do you think they're going to keep it, uh, the pace down? Uh, they Luke might need to, keep, they might need to keep the pace down for a little for bit. Luca's physique's for, sake. <laughs> to, to Luca yeah, burns off some of those bad. media day pounds. Doughy boy. Uh, Luca and Dion waiters have been, uh, both hitting the buffet tables. It, it looked like, um, not good. So that that's a, that's pretty much a three a three three pats of butter, three pats right. of biggity butter biggity butter. All right, let's keep running, boys. Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets were forty six and thirty six last year. Missed the play in game to the playoffs that went into overtime. Lest you forget, on the final day of the season, great game. Uh, they were thirteenth in point differential, sixteenth sixth in offense, twenty first in defense. This team is very close to my heart. I don't want to go first. John, I will you? go with marginally butter. Just a little bit butter. Marginally butter. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. I, I am worried about this team from a coaching and chemistry standpoint. That's all I can say. They, they, the, the fact that Nikola Jokic is a year butter, hopefully, yep. should be enough for a, you know, a couple wins here and there. Yeah. I'm scared that will be mitigated by the addition of uh, Isaiah Thomas, who did thrive uh, under Malone. So maybe this can be a reunion that's positive, but it, it scares me. But I like, you know, I like their offseason. So I feel like they excise some players I don't typically, I don't really like in today's NBA. And I don't feel like that, like the guys they added were like risky, but not, not, not going to ruin the well, team. Well, I mean, so... The players they lost, Wilson Chandler. Right. Fareed mm-hmm. and Dar- Darrell Arthur didn't really play. Yeah. And then the guys they added, they, I mean, they added Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. It's like, it's not. They and their bring, draft pick won't they, play. They, they didn't bring in a boatload of uh, of players. They, they took a couple of big gambles. Chuck, how do you feel? What, what's, your, what's your leaning here? I don't know if they can defend um, the, the answer perimeter. Is no. <laughs> right. So, or, they or can score. Or the interior. Right. But right. Or any part. <laughs> 
So, yeah, you d- depending on Paul Millsap to be healthy uh, for your defensive woes to go away, I'm not even sure, like, him at this point in his career is going to make your team that much better defensively. You, uh, They're going to be fun to watch. I love Gary Harris. Isaiah Thomas, is, if he's healthy, you're going to have uh, some really cool lineups offensively. They're but just they so that, young. And that log jam in their you know, front court, it's kind of a mess. So who's getting minutes where? They don't, I, I don't know. It'll be a fun little, uh, fun little team to watch. And I know why Keith loves them so much. There's a lot of cool players on that squad. So that was a non-answer from Chuck. I said better. Okay, butter. I thought you said they're fun to watch. I thought that was your official answer. Well, you got to get me to be. Yeah, you got to so, ask me to say butter. So, so okay. Keith. So you, you. This is your final verdict here. So my final verdict. The difficulty with the Denver Nuggets in this exercise is trying to decide what actually the team was even last year. Mm-hmm. When Gary Harris and Paul Millsap played, they were very good. When Jokic wasn't playing the four or coming off the bench, they were very good. Like they focused on Jokic at the end of the year. He was averaging the, whatever those incredible numbers were, yeah. like 21, 12, and 7 or something. So like if, if they go into the season thinking that, all right, we're playing this way, and if Jamal Murray and Gary Harris keep getting better, Jamal right. Murray, you know, in line for a big jump and maybe even Gary Harris. So like they could be better that way. But I think their roster, their talent, I think is, is is parquet. I think it's worse. I think I think expecting good play from Isaiah Thomas is a fool's dream. Like I or right. like fool's errand kind of thing. And like that's going to be and the that's thing. why it's scary. It, this should be a slam dunk butter, but Isaiah Thomas and Mike Malone together really give me pause. Yeah, and then like they don't have a small forward on the roster. And I know right. we're just talking about interchangeable wings, but they don't have anyone who can guard a three really. Yeah, uh, like Will Will Barton was already in the team. It's the same team from last year. Minus a backup point guard, which they struggled to get backup point guard play all season. Uh, and then it's like, I say, Thomas, if he can dribble, they, that helps. So this team has one of the worst defending centers. Yeah. Um, one of the worst defending guards in Gary Harris is really bad at defense. Well, well he's, just, he's just so small. I, I, think he's, I think he's a fine defender. No, he's really bad. Like rated one of the worst defenders in the league. And then they went out and added the worst defender in the league. Yeah. yeah. So that's enough to give me a very pregnant pause. So I, I think this team, I think this team can have even uh, like a better record or a better overall season than they had last year because they know what they're going to be and the, the guards will improve. But I think talent wise, I'm going to go marginally parquet. I think they're sli- I think they're slightly worse talent wise. I'm predicting that we, I've somehow still avoided the over unders. I'm predicting that I'm going to end up taking the under because I think it'll be inflated. Yeah. All right. What's our next team? Warriors come out and play. Yay. All right. Warriors last year, I believe they won the title. They won 50 billion games. They only won 58 games, 58 and 24. They were third in differential per hundred possessions, second in offense, ninth in defense. I'm going to say this team is worse. Does it matter? Mm. No. All right. Uh, will they play butter? Maybe. But talent-wise, <laughs> they had a... Is this more boogie slander? Well, they had, a, they had a, a, a paucity of wings. Right. They needed to get someone else to play minutes when Durant isn't there or Iguodala is taking some of his games off, and they did not do anything about that. Like, they brought in Jarebko, and they brought in... Uh, they used their, you know, their one salary option on Boogie Cousins who I don't think addresses a need really for them. So I think they are, you know, prohibitively the title favorites. 
and I think they're definitely going to win the title again. But I think I think they're actually uh, parquet from where they were last year. I mean, any team that loses Swaggy P, you got to just you preach. Know, it's um, the end of them. I've this got is them the as butter. Of the end. No Swaggy. It's a wrap. I've got them as butter because they underachieved last year for them. Yeah. yeah. But that's really the only reason. Yeah, <laughs> if you're a... looking at, they might win more games this year. It'll be fun to watch Boogie get, you know, uh, introduced to that lineup midseason after they're probably going to be humming and see where it goes. But Iguodala's old, you know. I mean, he won't. They they save him for crucial moments now. So they don't. That's what I'm saying. They lack depth out there. They can't really cut. Um, you know, if they lose one of those, the big three or four. Well, yeah, I mean they have Boogie Cousins. I mean, now, so. I mean, I mean, Iggy, Iggy was barely hanging on last year in right. the playoffs. Uh, they almost lost the uh, that Rocket series where he was missing games. They were on injury away. Yeah. So speaking of, yes. let's move on to Planet Houston. Keith, take us away. Houston last year, sixty-five and seventeen, first in differential, first in offense, sixth in defense. This seems like a trick question. They look clearly, definitely parquet. They look like they've downgraded in lots of areas, so much so that I feel like it's a trap. Yeah, but, I, I agree. Uh, <laughs> I think they're going to be just as good. Okay. <clears throat> I think uh, it's parquet just because of the unbelievable season they had last year. You said 65 wins? Right. I mean, that's ridiculous. Right. Uh, so I think they'll, they won't be up to that snuff, but I think way too much Ballyhoo and Pyro has been made of their uh, subtractions. Uh, this is a team that will have another year under their belt playing together. Uh, one of the most vicious pick and rolls we have ever seen. Uh, and two of the best guards in the league running it. Yeah. I like it. Two of the best guards ever. Yeah. Chuck. Gimme James Ennis. <laughs> All the Ennis. Uh, people are like excited about him or like trying to replace Trevor Ariza or something. I don't he, see why he, I can't. But he hasn't done anything anywhere. Since I was so excited, he was my uh, my first post LeBron Miami Heat crush that broke right. my heart. And I think too much has been made gone. of this Ariza thing. All he did was play a role that lots of NBA players can do when asked, and then shot them out of the last and most important game of the year. Oh yeah. Oh boo hoo. I think they, you, it, I think you're you you're underrating over twelver Ariza. <laughs> <laughs> But they could have beat the Warriors uh, without Chris Paul, it seemed like, last year. Like, if he they hit had one shot, least. Chuck. If he yeah. hit one shot. Right. <laughs> it's insane. I am, I am simultaneously making fun of Trevor Reza, but I do think you're underselling him saying any number of people can do what he did. I just think there are more. I, I think when you get someone to truly accept a role, it's not as insane. It's not as difficult as it's made out to be like, oh, they're really, I just don't know how they're going to do it without the him and Mba Mute. They just, well, they just never be the same. It's, it's Trevor Reza and Luke Richard. Yeah, they, get, they got uh, Bruno Caboclo, Michael Carter-Williams, and Marquise Chris coming but, in to, to patch yeah, those holes. We're going we're gonna to be talking about one of those players like we talked about Ariza or Luke Richard and Bob Mute this year. Carmelo Anthony. All right, but we're, we're all, we're all saying parquet. But I think, I think right. we all feel like this is still one of the elite teams I'll in the NBA. I'll be banging yeah. this over. Yeah. When, it, right. when it's like way too low because of Luke Richard and Bob Mute's <laughs> plus minus box minus plus fart. Uh, I'm going to bang it. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's move on to a team that I know is the LA Clippers, but to a team that the CBS Sports line has spelled on my standings as LA Clippers. Oh, Clippers. Give me some stats now, Keith. 
<laughs> so this blew my mind. I forgot this. They won 42 games last year? No, they didn't. You made that up. Yeah, uh, the, Clip- <laughs> the Clippers were 42 and 40, and that's with Tank in the last four. You're so accidentally reading the meaning of life from Hitchhiker's Guide. That's right. That's right. The answer for the Clippers is 42. They were 21st at differential, which is terrible, and somehow they were, they were 20, 42 and 40. They were 8th in offense and 19th in defense. This is a confusing one. Like, the matching up just what the team was at the end of the season... Uh, you know, after the Blake Griffin trade, Lou Williams had the incredible like all star level season. Uh, I think they're, I think they're that team that finished the season that was playing really well together, and and they've added a rookie I'm kind of hyped for, and they've added Luke Imba Amute. There it is. Uh, that's ten wins. I feel like this team is a little bit better um, than they were last year. So so uh, so butter. Is that does that make sense? I don't I don't know. Like they they don't they don't have DeAndre Jordan anymore. <laughs> they, they they didn't have him at the end of last year. Man, Montrezl Harrell can kind of do some of those things. It doesn't make sense. They're going to be parquet. <laughs> it could no no. Also, this is not an over under. Yeah, no, but like just, they might not try to win games. I, yeah, I don't. Think, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't what they're think doing. Balmer Ball is uh, is focused on winning now. So I think we could see a pretty. Horrible, horrible, horrible team preparing for a team that should, will probably be pretty good within a couple of years because I think some moves will be made. They also didn't have guards last year. A lot like of all, injuries. Like all their guards got hurt. How did yeah. they win so many games? I really. You guys, uh, you know what? Doc Rivers I'm, is so good at getting to 42 wins when he has a bad team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm kind of upset that we haven't talked about the Bobby Toby show yet. Well, uh, talk about it now. It's the probably the. It's hilarious. Buddy cop movie. online thing the Clippers have with Boban and uh, Tobias Harris. Now that Shane Black has made a really bad Predator movie and has been outed as an enabler of sex offenders, maybe he can make uh, write the Bobby and Toby web series. The web series is on point. It makes me laugh. And that was I a want heavy sentence from John. Boban. Sorry, guys. <laughs> if I could bring Boban home in like a big crate and like feed him, you know, from my hand for a while. Until Don't feed him after midnight. Trust. <laughs> or get them wet. Yeah, don't do it. Uh, yeah, let- no, I, I don't. I, the team looks like you know if they didn't have anybody to begin with. I'm surprised they won 42 games myself. But uh, Gortat is worse than DeAndre. Yes, I guess <laughs> by a mile. Yep, uh, and that's about it. But Lou Williams is a baller. They'll be fun to watch. I mean, they they, they might get Danilo Gallinari back. They're getting Pat Beverly back, right? And they're they're adding yeah. the rookies. Um, Jerome Robinson is that his name? The the guard. I still don't have a good idea who he is. Who they picked to thirteenth or fourteenth? And Shea Gildress Alexander. Yeah. So, everyone's everyone's sexy rookie of the year pick SGA. Right. So yeah, that's a they're they're a confusing they're, they're an intriguing one. This is again I've been I've been talking about them as a team I really want to watch just to kind of see what what they are. Moving past the clearly butter Los Angeles Lakers, right? Aren't we? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Lakers, butter. Lakers were thirty-five and forty-seven, twenty-fourth in point differential per hundred possessions, twenty-third and 14th in D. They got LeBron. They butter unless they play the Monstars every single game. I would say they'll be just fine. Yep. Uh, let's move on down to the greatest team in professional basketball history. The Memphis Grizzlies. All right, the Memphis Grizzlies. Ah, this certainly is a typo. I'm having they won 22 <laughs> games last year. That doesn't seem right. 20. I feel like if they went 22 and 60, I would have remembered. Ooh. There's no way. 
They went 22 and 60 last year? Anyway, uh, 26. Shut the front door. 26th in differential, 27th in offense, <laughs> 24th in defense. Uh, all right. Did they get butter from what they were in the first 12 games when Mike Conley was healthy? Yes. 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 Chuck? Jaron Jackson Jr. is Bill Russell with a three-point shot, right? You damn it's true. right. It's Chris Bosh and uh, Kevin Garnett mixed together with a handle. He wants well, you photographs in, of Spider-Man. You brought in Kyle Anderson, so you really, you know, you want to... Shlomo. Obviously, the pace is going to increase because that's the fastest man alive. Um, <laughs> this team is pacey. I, I think Garrett Temple's a good addition that gives them that, like, 3 and D guy that they kind of wanted Chan Kuhn to be. But obviously, uh, getting paid far less money. Also, Chan Kuhn has written a Players Tribune letter. Oh no! Apologizing is again. it about Bud Light Limeritas? No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's, not it's, it's not about the grape burritas. It's about how, when he was a child and a fan, and he was heartbroken living in his grotesque hellhole outside of Orlando, Florida. I'm sure it was a fine, <laughs> rich community. Oh, I bet he's like the kids from Bully Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Hi, he he's talking about how how heartbroken he was. How Grant Hill mm-hmm. was his favorite player, joined the Magic, was always hurt, and how that made him feel. And he's comparing that to Grizzlies fans now. Look, you can't you can't sniff Grant Hill's Cosby sweaters, kid. Yeah, he, he pointed out he's no Grant Hill. Yeah, but yes. uh, he's no Brian Grant. He also apparently has hired all of Eric Gordon's trainers and people who brought him back from injury. Oh, but anyway, th- this is well, the, now you're kind of giving the, me the bones key. Yeah, yeah. This is this is the media day <laughs> kind of uh, whatever drivel they were. Has the us. team been playing together in the offseason? Oh yes, they have. They organized pickup games in Los Angeles. Oh, Oh my Mark gosh. Gasol had him getting together. Oh, my no, goodness. Uh, this team, even if you go back to pre-Mike Conley injury, they are better because they did the thing that we've been wanting them to do. They excised the dumb players on their roster mm-hmm. and just added competent NBA and players. the dumb coach. <laughs> hey, uh, but so I think... I think this team is clearly clearly butter because of the reasons you said. Um, because you know, like you have Caspi, you have Shelvin Mack, you have Andrew Harrison getting better. Um, like they're not going to be great, but they're also equipped, I think, to handle Mike Conley not playing. Mike Conley yeah. claims he's playing pain free again, which I, I'm almost certain he said last year. Right. But uh, this team is butter because even if he, Mike Conley goes down, I think they can they can hold it together. Uh, with with the pieces they have, so yeah, this team is butter. Barring a Mark Gasol injury, thanks to stuff like Jimmy Butler leaving town, the Grizzlies are back in the playoff picture. True. I think they're being slumped on a little bit. I think so too. I know we're obviously biased, but oh god, yes, horribly, painfully biased. Let's move on down to those Timberwolves. All right, Minnesota Timberwolves were 47 and 35 last year. This is complicated. Eighth in differential, fourth in offense, 23rd in defense. Jimmy Butler is still on the team as we record again. It is noon on a Wednesday. But we're going to act as if he's gone. Even if Jimmy Butler was still on this team, they're parquet. I think they might be parquet. Marjorie, just barely. Yeah. It's like. There's no, there's no, no real changes to the roster. They brought in a couple of guys, uh, Keita Bates, Jop, and a mysterious dumpster fire, and uh, and Tolliver. But then it's like the same roster. Like maybe they'd be, or maybe they'd just be slightly better with another year of congealing, of growing. By the virtue of adding all of those horrible bulls, they are clearly parquet. 
But if they add someone, I we, we almost have to skip it. But like, if they add a, a Josh Richardson, like this will be pretty good. But I guess that yeah, they're a, they're they're parquet, parquet all the way, parquet all the way. Yeah, it's really like a, a non-starter. All right, guys, the New Orleans Pelicans, one of the more interesting butter parquets to me. Keith, you want to give me some sketch? I agree with you, John. The stats for the Pelicans, they were 48 and 34 last year. That's 11th in differential per 100 possessions, 11th in offense, 11th in defense. Very consistent. This is a big question mark team. I, I, I don't know where I come down on this team post DeMarcus Cousins injury and then acquiring Nick Mirtich obviously had a very hot stretch. They destroyed the Blazers in the playoffs. Uh, they looked great. Play like an eight seed. Um, can they keep that up by just focusing on what got them there? Like Davis at the center minutes playing with a uh, Mirtich at the four. Like they, they lost Rondo who was a huge part of their playoff success. Right. They brought in Alfred Payton who might be horrible. Yeah. He is from like uh, Louisiana. So I, I like those, to find out if I his like hair had Samson stories. <laughs> Negative uh, Samson. Well, I, I like Julius Randall. It'd be fun to watch them. Uh, run. He sucks. In theory, uh, no. oh, I, I disagree. I think that's that's wild. I don't think he sucks. I think he he when he, if he's in the right position, he can make. Uh, and I think uh, a fast paced team, uh, like the Pelicans, they're going to run a lot, and Randall's going to play better. I think in that position than you know we give him credit for from what he did in the Laker time. I this just, is go ahead. No, no. I just think the question is like, can Randall play that sixth man role? Like, I don't think Miritich, Davis, and Randall should play together. But mm -hmm. just having like a, like a bully ball, like yeah. theoretically, him and Davis at front court seems incredibly interesting. But I mean, I understand like the criticisms of Randall is he's like, uh, he, whatever, his blinders on. He just gets the ball yeah. and he goes and he shoots and like he just. But I think it can be very really bad effective. at defense. Just an, uh, oh, he's yeah. like a Kenneth Fareed energy type that tricks you into thinking he's good, right. but he's not good. I think he's. I think he's. I'm a believer in Rain, in Randall's game. I guess I'm going to say this team is slightly butter because they maybe know what they are a little more than they did, or it, there, there's the clear knowing they have to play Anthony Davis at center. I mean, I know he doesn't like that. Um, this is a tough one. I could like I could see this season going a lot of different ways for the Pelicans. Imagining them in a vacuum, like are they? Are, did they improve? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure. I, I guess I yes. I, th I think. I think slightly yes. Chuck, that, what do you think? I mean, if we're counting, you know, Boogie's injury as the final iteration of the team, then right. yes. But you know, I think losing Demarcus Cousins is big. I think he's good. I know that didn't pan out. And I don't know when will my theory ever be proven correct that he can be in a position where the you know team's in a good place and he's healthy. If he can't do it on the Warriors, he can't do it at all. Yeah, if, he does, if, he doesn't, if he doesn't win a title this year, he might need to retire. Um, right. So uh, I think this team clearly overachieved last year, especially all things considered. And uh, to the they they overachieved to the point that it reminds me of a little ditty. Oh. Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, The NBA.com advanced stats team has put together something called the Team Clutch Rating. 
Okay. And the Pelicans were the second most clutch team somehow hysterically unbelievably last year. So what I want you guys to do is name the other nine teams in the in the advanced clutch team stats category. Uh, and if you can't, and what you can do is you can ask me for one hint, and I will give you a John Burr salacious life detail regarding the city in which that team plays. So do we know what it, what is the clutch rating? Is it just like field goal percentage in the clutch or scoring offensive rating in the clutch or something? This is... This isn't even basketballreference.com. Uh-huh. So this is probably like a terrible, fallible, worthless stat. I but this it. is just the team, the teams that did the best in the clutch last year, according oh. to NBA.com. And if you need a hint, I will give you a hint about the city coming from my own horrible, distasteful life. All right. Chuck, would you like to go first since you have been on a Game of Scones roll? Um, and you can ask for a hint if you need it. Let's get a hint if I need it. Yeah. I once sold ecstasy in this city while wearing nothing but a thong. Who is, what is Miami? That's correct. (laughs) Well done, Chuck. The Miami Heat tied for third at the most clutch team. That's why I like them to be parquet. (laughs) I will will take a hint as well. Wayne Ellington's not hitting all those shots this year, folks. It's Josh Richardson. That's the boy. He's clutch at the end of games. In this town, I once saw my tour manager expose himself to my bass player. He did not realize that right behind him was a very scary man with a gun who then replied, Yo, while you was in your draws, my niece is in the car. Also, the (laughs) nickname for this city starts with an N. <laughs> That's a hard hint. Chattanooga? Uh, I like where your head's at. Uh, that is... I'll give you a second hint. Uh-huh. Are you ready? This is, whether you know it or not, your favorite Eastern Conference team. Well, I was going to say the Pacers. That's correct. I was going to say the Pacers before you even started <laughs> saying anything in your insane story. Oh, my goodness. Chuck, are you ready? You guys are cleaning up. The Pacers are... Uh, Tied for fifth with two other teams. What is the nickname for Indianapolis? Naptown. 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 What? It's silly. Naptown. I didn't know that. You shouldn't go there unless you're in your draws. <laughs> um, Chuck. Chuck, in this city, I was pulled from a restroom by a jealous tour manager <laughs> in a Hofbrau house. Same tour manager who exposed himself to aforementioned bass player, I might add. <laughs> um, Hofbrau uh, uh, House makes me think German, right? That's correct. German, <laughs> you think so, Doctor? I wish say uh, Milwaukee's got a bunch of German. People. That's correct. Oh, well done, Milwaukee, tied for fifth with the Pacers and Keith. This team, yeah, I used to live in the gay district of this city. Okay, called Fishtown, and was harassed regularly. Oh, I, don't, I don't actually know the answer. Looking huh? like Roseanne Barr's double <laughs> right. did not help me <laughs> when I lived in Fishtown in this city. I don't, I don't know what Fishtown is. I'm just going to guess the Celtics. I like where your head's out. Uh, I don't think they allow gay people in Boston. The correct <laughs> answer, Chuck, can you steal this? Uh, is that Philly? That is Philly. 
But is 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 Boston in the top ten of the clutch ratings? Absolutely, they are their third. Well, 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 then why why can't I get that? Uh, I I I, I'm going to give it to you. All right, all right. right. I'm going to give it to you. All right. So okay, guys, there are not a lot of teams left. The next person to get one correct is the winner. I'm going to let you guys buzz in. Oh, perfect. Okay. Okay, and you can just buzz in by saying uh, boogie. Okay. Got it. All right, this is the most salacious tale of all. And Keith's already made me like edit some of these tales, so this is really foul. <laughs> Guys, uh, can I? I was. Oh, go ahead. I was tricked into going to a Promise Keepers convention in this city of creepy baristas and militia men. Uh, a boogie. Yes. Portland? That's correct. Portland Trailblazers. Portland Trailblazers. You guys <laughs> dominated. My bizarre, uh, the Portland was tied for 10th with the Rockets and Raptors. First on the list, and the only team you guys didn't get is the good God, are they going to be parquet Cleveland Cavaliers? <laughs> yeah. LeBron hit every shot. That is amazing. All right, we got six teams left. Holy hell. All right. I'm glad to be out of New Orleans. Let's move on to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Keith, give me the stats. 48 and 34, seventh in differential, seventh in offense, 10th in defense. They excised Carmelo Anthony. They brought in another cancer, Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> but uh, I, I think I think they're butter. They seem clearly butter to me. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty excited for the Thunder. Yeah. Uh, I think like defensively they could be pretty like terrifying. Yeah, uh, I think the Thunder will be a potential. I think the Thunder have the potential to be the second best team in the West. I think definitely, yeah, definitely second is is a is a good ceiling for them. Chuck, give me your weird take. Uh, <laughs> I think yeah, Shooter's a weird fit with Westbrook because uh, Shooter's like Westbrook, but just really worse, much much worse. I so it's, I'll buy that for seem, a dollar. They can play together. I don't know if that'll work. But George is the man. Westbrook's incredible. They're going to beat the crap out of the crappy teams, and they'll you know, give hell to the good squads. It's going to be a fun team to watch, in addition by subtraction with Melo being gone. They, but, uh, they, they have weird uh, – you know, if Roberson comes back healthy, Robertson. they have some lineup weirdness that they might have to figure out. They hemorrhaged points last year when Russell Westbrook sat. Right. I mean, also Dennis Schroeder – the Hawks were worse when he played. So, right. but you still Did, think him playing second unit. Dennis Schroeder's really out. bad, but then again, so is Reggie Jackson who thrived in this role. So I think we could see some yeah. good come from him. I also like, I like the other additions. I like the Nerland's Noel experiment. I like lots yeah. of things. Seems like trying. a fun experiment. Uh, let's go on down to, uh, by the time I get to Phoenix, Keith, Phoenix a, Suns last year were last in everything. <laughs> I'm Butter. serious. They had the worst record and were 30th <laughs> in differential offense and defense. Uh, yeah, there's nowhere to go but up. Nowhere to go but up. Uh, but, but, and but also, butter. I think this team is, is clearly butter. Right. Uh, they, brought in, they brought in helpful players. Do you have anything to add to this <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> thing we've created for ourselves? I, I, I don't think they'll be butter. Wow. Guys, you lose uh, Booker's gone all year. No, he's not gone all and, year. He'll be back. He'll be back will soon. Will he? Yeah. I thought he was gone for the season. No. no, 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 no. Oh, okay. It's supposed well, to be back Christmassy. Is that correct? I I would be surprised if he doesn't play before then. I'm not, I'm not actually sure when he's supposed to be back exactly, but it's a it's hand injury. It's not it's not a whole season. He just missed the start of the season. This is what I'm sticking with. This is a completely uh, illogical take that's just based on uh, 
my historical in, uh, interactions with Russians, or what, where is he Croatian? The coach Igor Kakosoft. Kakoski. <laughs> What? I hear you, Chuck. Uh, yeah, I'd like to see what he can do with uh, DeAndre Ayton I and not Luka Doncic. <laughs> I just don't know, uh, you know, how somebody from Europe can uh, handle a bunch of uh, millionaires from like a you know coaching perspective. Can he handle that room? But he's you know been in the Phoenix organization for a while. They know what he's about, so I think it might not be too bad. So you're but, taking uh, Parquet out of xenophobia. Ah, yes. I like it. No, uh, I think it's cultural uh, cultural clash, clashes. You know, people come to heads in how that, uh, locker rooms. How, how did how having like a, a, more, a, more, a more culturally relevant Earl Watson turn out for the <laughs> Phoenix Suns? <laughs> <laughs> he knew how to handle the... Uh, <laughs> the you, you, Chuck's, Chuck's worried about him handling uh, a locker room that's half European these days anyways. <laughs> yeah, I mean, these guys, you, you got a you got a, you got a French point guard yeah, in, in a Kobo. True. You got Trevor Ariza. He's a good locker room guy. There's at least a Ryan 33% Anderson. chance that Jonas Derebko will be on the team at some point in this season. <laughs> uh, uh, it looks like, Buck, looks like Booker's only going to miss six weeks, too, yeah. so that certainly yeah. helps as well. But uh, I'm glad Chuck said something different for our listeners' ears. Let's uh, go back to that promise keep. Got. Let's keep our promises, guys, and head to Portland. Uh, Portland Trailblazers last year, if you remember, they were the third seed. Uh, Play like eight seed. 49 and 33, 10th in differential for the season on uh, differential per 100 possessions, 15th and 0, 7th in defense. I'll hold off. John, why don't you go first on this one? So it's very easy to slam that parquet button. Like, super easy, comparatively. And I feel like Vegas is going to slam that parquet button on their over-unders and make them, for me, an over-pick. But I'm going to say marginally butter. That's fair. I don't. I think we're overreacting a little bit. Sure, they overachieved last year. There were times where they laid claim to being one of the best teams in the league. Those, but those, those claims proved, you know, they had feet of clay. But I don't. I, I think we're looking at basically the same thing, and I do think you know Damian Lillard is I you know a once in a generation talent, and I feel like so much scrutiny is being placed on the Dame and CJ thing that it can that it will it will be better than ever this year, and hopefully Nurkic can keep that d- defense trending the way it is. Uh, the Ed Davis leaving actually hurts quite a bit, but I think that the 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 leaps they can take forward will mitigate that, and they'll be marginally butter. I guess I'll, I'll just do the opposite. I, I, marginally parquet. It's like yeah. the same team. Like, running it back. I love Ed Davis. He's gone. I believe that Seth Curry could be really good. I it's a too. risk. Like, Seth Curry was great two years ago. Just him coming in, maybe that, that helps them a lot. Um, they need to figure out how to get th- these. They need to get their rotations to be different than ha- what they're doing. Like, it shouldn't always be like an Evan Turner secondary ball handler thing. There's other ways to use these guards, and I'm hoping Seth Curry can be part of that. I, I have a concern that their defense like might let up. It's just one of those things like, can that be consistent year after year? Because they're, they're like a surprising defensive team. Like When you right. went into the season last year, you wouldn't think that would have been their strength of their team. And it might have been a mirage, which will really sink my... So I don't know. Opinion. I don't know. What, what's, like, what's the year-to-year consistency ranking of random teams defenses that we didn't expect to be good that's a rhetorical question it's not but <laughs> don't it's, have it, me it's that. not because i don't i don't expect any of us <laughs> hey, to, to try to look it up thing. right now dame but. lillard still that dude yeah. he's uh he's gonna put up you know the 
bring that team, put up big numbers all season. CJ's the, you know, the best probably backcourt outside of uh uh them dubs. Golden State in the in the West that I like if Chris Paul's not starting the season healthy. You got a good team there. Zach Collins could improve. Um, but they don't have depth. And if they get one injury, they're stuck. So I, I got to go marginally parquet. All right. Let's stay uh, on the West Coast with the Sacramento Kings. I, I raise my hands to the heavens for this one. I don't <laughs> You don't have a Dave Yeager joke for me? Sacramento was 27 and 55. They were 29th in differential per 100 possessions, 29th in O, 28th in D. They brought in a few power forwards. I got to say... I I think... I know you're saying what to say. I think they're going to be even more parquet. Really? Yeah, I think well, this has a team really has the potential to be the worst team in the NBA. They could well, they could definitely. I'll, I'll agree there that they are in the conversation for worst teams. They're one of the few teams that I don't feel like has a ton of. They're one of the few teams in the West that isn't thinking maybe they could sniff into the playoff fight. Right. Uh, I, I do think like adding Bielitsa and having another year of Jaron Fox, another year of Bogdan Bogdanovich. Seems good. Willie Colley Stein. These guys should develop. Marvin Bagley is an uh, influx of talent. So I think I think they're going to be a little a little butter. But I, I also think um, they will be at the very bottom of the standings, probably. So uh, whatever that's worth. Hey, um, last time I checked, Zach Randolph played for that team, so they're going to be tremendously butter. Uh, I'll <laughs> never ever doubt a Zebo uh, squad ever in my life. Chuck's worried that bully's going to get bullied if he. I'll never, to bully. He, or, yeah, bully's good bully where he's from. That's and right. I don't want to mess with him. You no, know, but it, it seems like a good mix of young guys who, if they can take some leaps uh, in development, they could be good. Buddy Heald, if you can get to the free throw line, could be somebody that takes a jump, the Oladipo-esque jump that we saw. Somebody, a guard's going to get better. I'm excited for Buddy Heald. Yeah, the well, way he, he ended the year he's was very exciting. their best player. Yeah, <laughs> which is kind of funny, but right. I mean, we're looking. He he could probably average a steal and a half a game this year it, while shooting some incredible percentages. So yeah, I th- thanks for casting. S- that was a little bit of less silver lining you showed there, Chuck. Uh, let's go to a team that plays in silver but is getting gray. San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> With some old school sports writing, yeah. uh, the Spurs last year forty seven and thirty five, ninth in differential, seventeenth in offense, fourth in defense. Uh, you know, uh, slightly, I think just slightly parquet for me. Uh, it's it's hard to figure out. Like we're, I'm not judging them for having Kawhi last year. Just the amount of rotation pieces they've gotten, the promotion of guys into the rotation. Like you, they're going to need something from Lonnie Walker, rookie. They're going to need something from Derek White. Davis. They're going to need like they're planning on Davis Unleash. playing. They're planning on uh, Dejounte Murray. Uh, being a big part of the team, so I just think it's sli- it's slightly worse. But uh, you know, I'm not I'm not like docking them big time. Thoughts, Chuck? I mean, I'm going by last year's team that did not have Kawhi Leonard. Thank you. And now they have a team that has Demar Derozan. Thank you. This is um, a slam dunk butter, right? This is a butter team. Marco Bellinelli's coming back doing those Bellinelli things. This team won so 47 well games Antonio. without Kawhi. Yep, that's insane. Lamarcus Aldridge is can play. I don't know, um, you know, where it's going to be after they need another another score. It seems like, but if you got Demar uh, Lamarcus and DeRozan going hard, you probably don't have that much basketball left for another big, big, you know, heavy possession guy. 
So they they ha- seem to have a a good setup to, you know, maybe get to you know fifty wins, forty nine wins. I just think like they've lost so much. They lost a lot of the rotation last year right. in, in Kyle yeah. Anderson and in Danny Green and in Manu Ginobili and like and then you Tony think, Parker, uh, Tony Parker too. But like maybe and I always I've, I've argued before that maybe that's the addition by subtraction, sure, t- t- yeah. type thing. But just losing those key pieces in another year older of Pal Gasol, could, um, could this be a rebuilding year? Sure. Do I think Pop sticks around for a rebuild? No. Yeah. I just don't see it. So I, I see them being. I, I think they. Competing. I think they view last year as a disaster. Uh huh. Yeah. And I. I would expect a rebound. Yeah. It does uh, feel like people are sleeping on this team. Yeah. Uh, here's a team that I don't think people are sleeping on, uh, and probably, uh, hopefully, no longer my merged favorite team, the Utah Grizzlies. Let's uh, hope this. Let's just judge them as the Utah Jazz. Okay. No more Grizzlies Jazz mixed up together. No more grass. With the uh, the old Jizzlies. Uh we got <laughs> like this team. Sorry, let me give you the stats. This team was forty eight and thirty four, fifth in differential, sixteenth in offense, second in defense, and I want to say the last fifty games of the season they were like first in everything. Uh, they, they were unbelievably good um, when they were like they were ten games under five hundred at some point. So I, I, I I'm gonna go butter. I'm wow. gonna go butter based on. Donovan How? Mitchell taking the next step. Donovan Mitchell, you know, hit like what eight percent of his shots in the first five games last year. It was, right. it was some, he hit some really funny stat line after five games. Um, I, I think just another year of growing together. I don't think they're going to be way better. And obviously, the standard they set. Like, I'm not saying they're going to be as good as whatever team finished the year 30 and three or whatever. I don't know what the exact stats were, but this team is the same talent as last year. Just a little, just a little bit better based on Donovan Mitchell going into a sophomore season, which I assume he, he has to be butter. So overall, I'm going to give him a based on Donovan Mitchell and consistency of roster, uh, marginally butter. Chuck, what do you think about the jazz? This They're year? a young team that uh, had another offseason to, you know, build some cohesion and do those offseason workouts together and all that nonsense. It does matter, I think, especially with a team that age. Because, um, like, Joe, In- Joe Abloh Inglis is, like, the oldest dude that they have, you know, in their rotation pretty much. And, you know, it's it'll be fun to watch uh, uh, Mitchell develop in, you know, a season where he's not sneaking up on teams now. There's going to be... Everybody knows uh, that he's the man when you play in Utah. So that, that yeah. you know, he had like a half of the season last year where people weren't really like gunning for him. But now people are going to come after him, and he's going to have a whole year of people uh, preparing for his brilliance because he was brilliant last year. So I'm of two minds about this team. On the one hand, hopefully Rudy Gobert doesn't miss an extended stretch where right. they were actively poor. Yeah. On the other hand, this team is no longer catching anyone by surprise right and when teams play them they're going to realize okay this is the best defensive team in the league mm-hmm. we have to play our best defense and keep you know we're going to have to play their style and i think that hurts the jazz but i still think if gobert is healthy i love their draft uh, i think they're going to get immediate contributions which is annoying um 
I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna say butter too, even though I really don't want to. Well, it's it's the exact same team. I mean, it's, they didn't lose. Yeah. They, they lost Jarepko, who wasn't even in the rotation really right. when it came down to it. You have I, I they think, got a creepy lacrosse version of Jarepko. <laughs> Grayson Allen. <laughs> uh, I think jazz fans also are, are hyped on Dante Exum. I, like they're excited there. I, I'm worried he just gets like you have to say the injury is a pattern with him. So I don't know how much I'd be depending on him, but people think Dante Dante Exum is going to be even better. Like you, you have in a full off season of murder face Quinn Snyder to inc- incorporate Jay Crowder who right. played well in their lineups. So like yeah. this, this, but this is also a team again, as you said, John, not going to sneak up on anybody. They're being picked like to finish third and second in a lot of people's like standings for, for the NBA season uh, or in the Western conference. So it's going to be tough for him, but I think, you know, overall, uh, just a little bit butter. So uh, that wraps up our, our Western Conference, and we are pretty optimistic, it looks like, on a lot of these teams for their improvements. I would feel bad if we weren't so pessimistic about the East. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're pretty pessimistic about the East. Um, but, like, overall, it's like Dallas, we think yes. Denver, we think it's close, but probably yes. Warriors, whatever, they're the best. You know, Rockets, we think they're going to be probably worse, but still amazing. But, like, Clippers, probably worse. Lakers, yes, better. Uh, Grizzlies, butter. Timberwolves or, or the, the the parquets. Pelicans, up in the air. Thunder, we think butter. Suns, we think butter. Trailblazers also up in the air. Kings, what in the world? Uh, Spurs, that's an interesting one. You guys both thought butter. I think a little worse. Uh, and then Jazz, a, a little butter. So that, that's that's a that's a lot of getting better. We think that's a lot of optimism. Obviously, injuries are going to play a role when it actually comes down to the actual standings. But uh, it's tough. And again, in a couple of weeks, we're going to start doing our uh, our over under and our win totals. I started working on them, having not looked at the Vegas totals outside of one bet that I had to place. Um, when it was presented to me, I'm so mad at you about this. Uh, oh yeah, it's it's gonna be a disaster. But um, like it's hard. Like definitely, I'm 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 optimistic for more teams than I'm not this season. Where I feel like this team's gonna win more than we think, win more than we think. And they're like, nope, all the wins have to equal what is it, fourteen thirty, twelve thirty? Uh, like it's not. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be hard to get there. So, any final words? Any par fadeaways? Um, before we we shut it down. I'm looking forward to uh, releasing another Ground Chuck this week and revamping yep. our Patreon and having a lot of fun stuff for our listeners. This That's right. Yeah, season. check us out on uh, the Patreon uh, in the Slack chat. We uh, welcome all these new members or new Slackers that just showed up. We had this huge influx of people in the past couple of weeks. People and are ready we to love watch. y'all for showing up. Oh, people are getting fired up for basketball. And we hope uh, you will make our Slack chat and our Patreon part of your basketball habits. Patreon.com slash Fast Break Breakfast. My personal goal, I-, I want, you know, if we could get 5% of our listeners to pay $1. Yep. That would change the economics of this show. And we're going unlo- un- to roll out some goals that will really change the face of Fast Break Breakfast. If we can hit them, but we can't hit them without your support. Yeah. So yep. uh, do that. Also, if you're buying tickets this uh, basketball season or football season, use that SeatGeek code FASTBREAKBREAK, same as the Twitter handle. You will get $20 off your first purchase when you use the code FASTBREAKBREAK at SeatGeek. As you know, they've compiled all the ticket sites, put them together, showing what the best deal is. So if you're buying tickets this year, use the code FASTBREAKBREAK at SeatGeek to get $20 off that first purchase. All right, you can follow us on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, at FASTBREAKBREAK. You guys are the best. Thanks for listening. And remember, breakfast is the most important thing.
Yeah, never apologize for being G and G. Fair break, break, man. You understand?